And we're going to keep the good vibes going as we are uh, so excited to go to our Auburn Bank phone line right now. And joining us on his birthday today, we've got the one and only Jake Crane, the host of Crane and Company, kind enough to join us on the show. Uh, Jake, first and foremost, happy birthday to you, sir, and thanks for making time for us here in Auburn. Oh, definitely, man. I'm getting old. Oh, my goodness. Um, I've stopped looking at it in years. I'm looking at it in levels now. Uh, so I'm at level 33. It just sounds better. Uh, you know, I do want to say something quick, and I appreciate you guys having me, Tom. It's great to talk to you, buddy. Great to see yeah, you guys man. at SEC Media Day, JJ, as well. Yeah. Okay, you, we're talking about exhibition basketball games. You remember when Auburn lost to Barry in the exhibition basketball <laughs> and then went to the Final Four? Like, yep. I, I'm not worried about an exhibition basketball game. <laughs> so, and I just want to say that. There you go. Well, uh, so before we get to talking a lot of sports, I need to know, has your mouth recovered from eating the Pocky chip? Man, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I mean, I lived in Mobile for six years. I've eaten some spicy stuff. I've had the hottest of the hot when it comes to Creole. Whatever evil scientists and doctors concocted that one-chip challenge, <laughs> there's a special place in hell for those guys. Um, but, you know, I went eight minutes. I answered all the questions for Michael Knowles uh, without having to get, get a drink. So, you know, I used Ninja Focus. Uh, which I rarely use, but I had to use it in this instance. But, uh, yes, I am recovered. I didn't swallow it, though, thank God, because that's what they said. That's why everybody has uh, stomach problems after. So I drank about two gallons of milk, but other than that, I was all right. Jake Crane's here with us again, the host of Crane & Company. And uh, it's been a busy week in the life of Auburn Athletics. Brian Harson has been fired, and Cadillac is now the interim coach. Jake, we knew we were going to get to this point uh, at some point, I think some folks thought by this time it'd be at the end of the year. Auburn makes the move with four games left in the season. Why did they do that, you think? Well, you know, I think it's I think it's something that we're seeing more in the college game. I mean, just look last year. I mean, it worked out for LSU. It worked out for USC. You're starting to see guys get let go earlier. Uh, I think because it does allow you more time for the search, but also it gives you more time to find a guy and get stuff prepared for that early signing period in December. It's all about the timeline, and everybody knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Y'all knew it was coming. The players knew it was coming. Uh, I'm glad they finally did it. Now you got an AD. Now you got to go make a good decision. Trying to find who that next head football coach could be for Auburn is the million-dollar question that everyone wants to know the answer to it. And we've got to wait a while for this season to come to an end uh, for many of these coaches before we could figure out who exactly that's going to be. But uh, what names are you hearing? Like, who are the most popular guys you think that could be the next man to lead Auburn? Well, you know, the way this works is typically the first name or a couple names you hear, they never get the job. So uh, you've got a lot of time. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I, you know, Hugh Freeze is a guy that I think Roberts would have to sign off on. I think that's the biggest roadblock for Hugh Freeze, uh, who I think would be the guy that could maybe turn this thing around the quickest. Uh, you know, the Deion Sanders talk is, is fun. Uh, do I think it'd be the worst hire in the world? No, but why is nobody talking about what happens if Florida State goes seven and five this year, which is very likely, then goes five and seven next year and they fire Mike Norvell? Do you think Deion's staying at Auburn over going home to Florida State? No. This next guy has got to be a guy that's in it for the long term, a guy that's hungry, a guy that understands the lay of the land. That doesn't mean he has to be from the South, but he needs to have SEC experience. Hugh Freeze checks all the boxes except the baggage. And you know what? Everybody's not perfect. He did some stupid stuff. But there's been a lot of coaches that have done stupid stuff. And the minute that Hugh Freeze came in here and started winning, 
it would be it would be forgotten quicker than Drew Barrymore in 51st Dates, man. So at the end of the day, do you want to win? How bad does Auburn want to win? Bama wants to win worse than anybody still. That's why they gave the bag to Nick Saban. Hell, if I'm Auburn, I'm making Urban Meyer tell me no. But from a realistic standpoint, uh, I'm not going to make a prediction for a while. And like I said, the, the first couple names you hear don't get it. But the name I am hearing the most is Lane Kiffin right now from people that I trust. Same people that told me that Gus Malzahn was going to get fired after the South Carolina game when they when everybody in Auburn is trying to crucify me for saying that, and it ended up happening. The same people are saying the Lane Kiffin talk is real, but I don't trust Jimmy Sexton. I don't trust Jimmy Sexton at all. His hands are all over this. His hands are all over any everything. But another name to kind of keep in the back of your mind is Sonny Dykes a little bit at TCU. That name, I think, has a little more merit, and it's hanging out there in the back window. But again, Sonny's in a great spot. You just went to TCU. You're undefeated. You're in the top ten in the college football playoff, and it's a great way to leverage where you're at right now. We saw Mel Tucker bleed Michigan State dry after one good year early in his tenure. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. But gun to my head prediction right now uh, would be Lane Kiffin. Yeah, and so and I, I've been hearing a lot of the Lane Kiffin talk too. But here's a concern of mine, and I'm wondering, you know, get your thoughts on. It. Lane has been very vocal about his uh, uh, displeasure at Ole Miss as far as their NIL stuff goes, and that seems like that's attractive for Auburn as they've got that 13 million dollar collective going right now, that and it keeps growing. But how much do you think that Lane might be using Auburn as leverage on Ole Miss to try to get some better NIL stuff going? Oh, I think it's as good of a chance as it is as Lane taking the Auburn job. Look, this is the game, all right? This is the chess match. You strike while the iron's hot. That's why coaches always pray for movement. Movement means raises. These guys have this thing all planned out typically. They all basically have the same agent. Hell, in some cases, the, co- uh, the, the two coaches have the same agent, and he'll play both of them off each other to make uh, both of them even more money. So right now, look, it's nothing but a guess. You're going to hear names. that There's going to be names that pop up. But at the end of the day, who legitimately would take the job? Who has a gripe with where they're at? Uh, I think Lane is a legitimate candidate right now. Now, will that last? Who knows? And everybody's saying that, oh, well, the state of Mississippi, you are, they only can do four-year deals. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you something. If they want Lane bad enough, they're going to find a way to get money outside of the employment system to be able to make him happy. And there's a lot of ways to do it. NIL isn't only for the players. Don't ever forget that. Jack Crane's here with us. He's the host of Crane and Company. We're talking about Auburn football as they turn towards the rest of the season. Cadillac Williams is the interim head coach. What do you think of this move, Jake? I think it's good for Caddy. Uh, I mean, again, it's great to put on a resume. Hell, especially when, <laughs> when you're trying to move up the coaching ranks like he is, but it's good for him. Do I think he's going to get get hired? I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't see that happening, but it's good for Cadillac. I hope the new staff retains him. Obviously, the cachet he has from what he did in his career, but understanding Auburn, because whoever this new Auburn coach is, they need somebody on staff that can tell them when it's a bad idea. I don't think Brian Harson had that. He had all his Boise, Boise boys come down here, and they told him every idea he had was great. Yeah, coach. That's a fantastic idea. They'll love it down here. No. You need somebody that understands how it works to say, Coach, listen, I don't think this is the best idea, and here's why. What's the chance that uh, Auburn can find themselves 
in a bowl game. Like if you're looking at a, a, a zero to 100 scale, you throw out a percentage our way, knowing that you've got Mississippi State, AM, Western Kentucky, and then the Iron Bowl. You got to win three of them. The percent that Auburn can have lightning in the bottle, that Cadillac can revitalize this group on the field, how likely can they get that done and become bowl eligible, Jake? Well, I think about the likelihood of a Ouija board actually being real. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just don't see it uh, with the personnel you have. I mean, look, it changes the structure of, of the structure of things. You're hearing from different voices. Guys are hitting the portal. Uh, it, it's just a very disorganized time. And I'm not saying that Cadillac doesn't have a handle on it, but it's just the nature of the beast. It's how it is. And to be honest with you, the best thing for Auburn is probably not to make a bowl game. They need to go out, get this new coach, and go out and recruit and go out and recruit the transfer portal. Uh, typically, you know, we always talk about the best benefit of a bowl game outside of being in the college football playoff or even a New Year's Six is the extra practice time that you get with the young players with a coach that's there that's building or a coach that's trying to keep on reloading and see putting those young guys in some pressure situations. It's like a free spring practice. Well, hell, Auburn's not going to have any players by the time this thing happens the way it's looking right now. So I think the best thing for Auburn is not to make a bowl game, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, what, do you want to go play in the play in the uh, OnlyFans.com Bowl or the Duke's Mayo Bowl or something? What are you going to get out of that? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So with that being said, though, how, how does this work then? If there's a coach that is currently in another position, you do want to be able to recruit, and Cadillac is going to make sure. He talked about it today on the SEC teleconference, that recruiting has to be a priority. He's already sending offers out and that sort of thing, and I would imagine Cadillac Williams would like to be considered for the staff of the new coach that's hired and that sort of thing. How can you work? Uh, I, I guess we're just not uh, aware of all the communication that can happen behind closed doors doors even while people have other jobs well it's unbelievably hard i mean they don't know who the head coach is going to be now now from a personal standpoint if you're cadillac williams you want to go out and get some guys committed and make yourself look even better for the new staff like hey we got to keep this guy look at these recruits he's got on the hook he's kept them hot for us waiting for a head coach and now we can pounce but we got to keep cadillac to get these kids that's really what it's about because again uh, it's, it's you're recruiting without a captain. I mean, it's 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 hard, especially when you know you're trying to go get good players, and then you're trying to beat out Alabama and Georgia and LSU and Tennessee. They're all stable right now. Auburn's unstable. It's almost impossible. If Ole Miss is able to move forward this season and say they beat Alabama, Jake, and say Ole Miss is the SEC West representative. Is that factoring into Lane Kiffin's mind at all, seeing like, wait a minute, I can win at Ole Miss. Why go and restart at Auburn? Or is it simply that you look at the resources Auburn has and that's still going to be uh, the clear direction that he should go in? Does that Alabama game, does does Ole Miss's chances of making the SEC title game, does that impact what could happen with his candidacy for the Auburn head football coach? I think it affects his price tag more than it affects his decision to stay there or leave. The better Ole Miss does, the higher the price goes. It's just the nature of the beast. How do you see the rest of this SEC season playing out then with the the big games this weekend in the SEC West, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, Georgia? How do you see this all playing out? Well, man, you know, I I think Georgia's going to win. I think it's going to be a good game, and therefore Georgia would, you know, represent the East, Tennessee still with obviously a great shot to make the playoff. A loss on the road at Georgia, that's a hell of a loss if you're going to have one. Looking at the West, obviously it's jumbled. I do think Alabama drops one of LSU and Ole Miss. Then it's going to come down to whether the the team that beats them 
is able to, you know, win the tiebreaker? Do they have enough wins in the Western Division? Because if they all finish 2-2 two and two, and Alabama splits with LSU and, and Ole Miss and the team that out of LSU, Alabama, and Ole Miss, uh, the team was still one loss. If they lose another game, Alabama by default, because they have more wins in the division, would represent the West. So uh, I think there is a really good chance that you're going to see Georgia versus a team from the West that is not Alabama. Talking with Jake Crane here, the host of Crane & Company on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call. Let's get back to the Auburn coaching search before we get you out of here. You know, we mentioned some of those big names that we've heard so far with Hugh Freeze, Deion Sanders, Lane Kiffin. You threw Sonny Dykes our way. What about some of those former Auburn guys that their names keep coming up, whether it be Jeff Grimes or Charles Kelly? D- does Auburn need to make this a true Auburn guy? And how does this new athletic director factor into what's about to take place, Jake? Well, you know, John Cohen isn't a yes man. That's what people need to understand. You know, there's a common misconception that everybody Auburn hires is a yes man. John Cohen is not a yes man. I don't think he would have taken this job if he didn't feel like he was going to be able to choose, legitimately choose, who the next head coach was. Uh, I love Charles Kelly. He's known me since I was a little boy. Him and my him and my father were very close. I just don't think he's the right guy at the right time. I question whether Jeff Grimes can put a staff around him good enough that can compete against the teams you're going to have to compete against in the SEC. I don't think you go old school with this one. I think this one needs to be a splash that knows how to put a staff around them. That'd be so amazing if Auburn were able to make a splash on the football side of things, Jake. We know how much Auburn football means to you and your family, and uh, I, I just want to see that happen. I want a splash to be made, Jake. Yeah, look, look Auburn deserves it. I mean, Auburn deserves good football. They, they give everything to the football team. The city runs on the football team. Like Auburn fans deserve a good product. And, you know, by making a big hire, by making the right hire, returning Auburn back to where they need to be, the fans deserve it. What's the coolest thing that you've got coming up on Crane and Company over the next few days, few weeks? What can we be on the lookout for? Oh, uh, man, we are our, our uh, special Friday pickers, Jeff Foxworthy, this week. So uh, really what? excited to get Jeff on. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's a great guy. We had him on last year when I was doing the J-Boy show. Obviously, now we're at Crane & Company over with the Daily Wire uh, and Ben Shapiro and all them. So uh, check it out, man. Just go to YouTube. Type in C-R-A-I-N and company. You'll find us. Uh, I got to pie Blaine in the face the other day. That was pretty sweet. Solid. Because uh, he lost his uh, fantasy bet. That was, that was uh, one of the highlights of my life, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pieing your brother. I love it. <laughs> Jay, yeah. we appreciate the time as always. We'll have to do this again sometime soon, okay? Definitely, guys. Appreciate y'all.